0: ผมจะมาส่ง Forward Thinking Community เพื่อโอเคจากอยากที่จะให้ๆนะครับเพื่อ Reading หรือการอ่านนั่น okay, so now we're going to switch to English so you can understand Welcome to our Clubhouse I guess you are the this is your first time using it too, right? So welcome. Can you introduce yourself so that everyone knows who you are and maybe you can speak slow so people can follow?
1: I can do that. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Caleb Mitchell. Um, as Poom said, I recently finished my PhD at the same school that Poom went to, uh, Claremont Graduate University. So I have a degree now in positive developmental psychology, so that's what I have been studying.
0: Okay, yeah, so you're also a brand new doctor, right? So congrats on your successfully defending your <laughs> dissertation. How do you feel?
1: Um, I was really proud of what I was able to put together. Uh, it took a long time and a lot of effort, mm-hmm. but I think that I put together a good study Um. At, at times, I didn't like the process, but now that it's over, I'm very glad that I did it. So
0: Great. So I know that it's been a long, long journey, and you also, right now, just start working, right? So what do you do?
1: Yes. Um, so my official title is Education Research Analyst, and I'm working at Santa Ana Schools, which is um, a big city in Orange County, just south of L.A., um, so the main part of my job so far has been some evaluation work Uh, so for example one project that the school is doing they're um, creating a new after-school program so I'm getting to be part of uh, development of that process so the protocol that are going to go into it where it's going to be offered what students are going to be invited to join Um, but my main focus will be on evaluating outcomes of that project so does this new program um, improve students' happiness, their engagement in school, their grades, things like that? Um, Are students excited about it? Do they want this to continue into the future? So that's what I'm gonna be focusing on. Um, And then I also do a lot of data work for the district. So Mm -hmm. if teachers or counselors or colleges in the area Uh, want access to student data my department is the one that helps pull all that data together and send it out
0: great so funny story is um caleb used to want to be a professor right so and then now um i on the other hand used to want to be a practitioner i guess but now we kind of switched the role right so yeah seems like um there are a lot of opportunities for a doctoral degree like holder (laughs) holder to really work on the different fields and what Caleb is doing is really to push for the change for positive change in in the school districts right so great I think I know that you just got back from work so thank you so much yeah (laughs) first question is really I know that your work is on empathy and also reading can you tell us a little bit about empathy and what really is empathy? I know I use this terms a lot in this program, right? It's in in rice and chai and really try to communicate what empathy really is, is to people. But let's hear from you who is actually studying it for, for, for a long time now.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's a difficult question to answer because there are so many different ways that people think about empathy um, and people have, Ideas of this is empathy, and there's a really determined English sympathy, which is it is different. It's sometimes difficult to distinguish even for English speakers, but sympathy is not empathy. Empathy specifically uh, in a simple way, it's really the ability to understand and feel the emotions of others. Uh, so empathy is about that ability to connect with others on an emotional level, but also on a cognitive level. Um, empathy is more than just simply, if someone else is angry, you know that they're angry. It's <clears throat> You may feel angry with them, and it's also the understanding why they feel angry. So do they feel angry because a friend betrayed them? Do they feel angry because somebody cut them off on the road while they were driving? Um or do they feel happy because they got a job promotion? Do they feel happy because they got an ice cream cone? Those are different emotions that we feel there. Um, and empathy. part of empathy is understanding the different levels of those emotions
0: and where they come from. <coughs> claim on นะครับผมด้านได้คำถามที่เกิดขึ้นก็ๆเลยเนี่ยก็คือการที่เราอ่ะจะต้องรับรู้ความรู้สึกของเขาได้นะแล้วก็ I was going to test you to speak Thai. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I taught you so many Thai words. And I think, well, there's some, there's some that you can speak out loud. So hopefully, you don't pick that one. But <laughs> you can... Um, why don't you tell people on that one? Who sells chicken eggs? Let's see if people understand. <laughs>
1: um, that is Krai Kai 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 Kai.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> clapping
0: <laughs> hand. That's actually really, really good. <laughs> so oh, you're getting that. I think um, the tone is way, way better than the first time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the first time you say it, you just, I think you just did cry, 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 cry. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well,
1: and ma, 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 like all the different ma's. <laughs>
0: ma ma and ma right and and ma which is mother so um ทุกๆกับนะเซตคําที่ตลกแมผมกบอกเพอนวาเนยมน <laughs> okay so let's let's get back to <laughs> to the business um i think i have one question that i think i really really like and i got this from uh dr brene brown so on her podcast yeah. she really um have this first question on all of her guests and that question is tell me your story and why are you interested in empathy and reading in general and i mean that's I mean, a broad question, you can say it however you like.
1: Yeah, um, empathy has always been interesting to me because I think it's... uh, So the word I would use would be humanizing others. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the ability to help people realize that just because someone looks different from you, talks different from you, or whatever, that they're still a human and they still have similar emotions and feelings that you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was the draw. To, for me to empathy specifically because um, I've long believed that if people were better able to respect one another just recognize that if you say something mean or derogatory or whatever that you're hurting someone else's feelings that you're not just talking to a wall or even a, like a dog or someone who cannot understand you that all humans you know all humans have a right to be respected and loved and treated well by others. Um, I do believe that's just a fundamental part of being human. Um, So that's really where empathy came from for me was that Mm -hmm. I viewed it as one of the most useful ways to help humanize others and to help others see people as similar to themselves.
0: Great. Well, so you even say, even talking to the doc,
1: I mean, it's different talking to. Oh yeah, well, you know, I guess that an that was a weird question. The emotion. <laughs> like a, an animal, you could say mm. uh, a curse word to an animal with a positive tone, and the animal just picks up the positive tone. Mm. Versus, if you say a curse word sarcastically to a human, they're gonna know you're being
0: sarcastic. <laughs> มันมีความสําคัญเพราะว่าๆเช่นสุนัขเนาะหรือว่าสัตว์ I want to know a little bit more about your story, though. Like, the, like, what re- is it really drawn you to, to this area? Is there any specific events or situation that brought you to the moment when you yeah. realized empathy is really important?
1: There are two that I would point to uh, the most clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, one would be in high school. I remember, um, like, English literature courses. So, you know, focused on reading and books. Um, and reading books like uh <laughs> i don't know how familiar your read- your listeners will be with these but like uncle tom's cabin um heart of darkness 1984 these are very uh like english classic literature but um particularly like heart of darkness it's about uh europeans going to africa in the 1700s and just viewing africa as a place where there were not there was no civilization, nothing worthwhile to respect. Uh, that's why the the term "heart of darkness." Africa was a dark place that mm. was unknown, um, and the book it does a really good job of showing how European colonization of that place was uh, just so disrespectful. It was so um, it caused so many more harms to the people both. In Europe, and also the people that were living in Africa and those places. Um, so many misunderstandings that went on. Mm. So, books like that uh, in high school were really influential for me. And then, um, in my undergraduate degree, I studied uh, psychology, but also religious studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and through religious studies, and here, seeing like stories used as a tool for moral lessons Mm. that, you know, so many religions share the idea of, uh, you can tell a child don't steal something, but if you tell a child a story about stealing something and something bad happening or something good happening, if they told the truth, like that is much more persuasive than just saying, don't do this because it's bad. Um, so it was really the, in my undergraduate religious studies really coming into contact with um, stories as a a tool for religious teaching for moral teaching uh, that kind of exposure also interested me
0: Awesome. เคลบพูดถึงประเด็นที่น่าสนใจครับๆสมัยก่อนจะมีการ The Heart of Darkness ซึ่งเป็นหนังสือที่พูดถึงเอ่อตะกี้นะครับ okay. Okay. so let's get back to this conversation i really uh, enjoy hearing about the the back right so it seems like the reading piece and also the empathy piece are kind of like Intertwined in some way in your life already, right? Without realizing it. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more?
1: Yeah, they were for a long time. So this is probably pretty academic. Um, mm-hmm. But in literature, there's so there's this Russian guy named Bakhtin. Okay. And he was a literary critic. Um, but his idea was really about we people use stories as a cultural tool to both bind people together, but also stories can be used as a way to pull people apart. Mm. So by binding people together, um, stories are a really useful way to say, take the story of America. Like, you know, the, the English colonists came over here, they rebelled against the King. Um, and, but when those people told themselves, we're all in this together against England, mm. against the king who's mm. doing bad things to us, it brought those Americans closer together. Mm. So that really helped bind them together um, early on in American history. But in a way, that story was also helping to pull Americans apart from the English. Mm. Because one thing we see a lot, um, world leaders, well, p- bad world leaders are often really good at convincing people that somebody else that's not from your country or from that doesn't look like you is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're told stories about bad things that those bad people do, that your people would never do that. Your people are good. But mm-hmm. those other people, they would do this thing. So they make up a story about how somebody was murdered or how somebody was got all their things stolen. They were mugged on the street. Um, and whenever people use stories like that, again, you're building empathy for the people that you want to build empathy for. And you're actually decreasing empathy for those other people who maybe the leader in charge wants—you know, wants people to pull away from. Mm. So that idea from Bakhtin of really stories being useful for pulling people together and pulling them apart, pushing them together and pulling them apart was also a very interesting part of storytelling for me.
0: Definitely. I think the you can use exactly the same tool, right, which is storytelling or readings or like <sighs> yeah. wrote writings to really, depending on your purpose, can actually hurt people or can help people. So that's... um. Yeah. I guess, I guess that was the critique of the, of empathy, right, or of storytelling in general.
1: It is a critique of empathy. Okay,
0: yeah. sounds like empathy is a powerful force that can bind people or can break people in some way too. Yes. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, okay Let's put it in อ่าชารักเซ่คนเนี้ยเนี่ยเค้าก็เป็นคริติคที่ใช้ตัวแล้วก็รวมเรากลับแข็งแกร่ง so let's go to the next question here i i actually got a question from one of the audience um in my back channel here um so it's actually this is actually a question from a doctor um i mean a
2: medical
0: doctor um he's <tele-t selfie> interested in whether or not empathy is a built-in automatic ability of human or is it something that have to be trained or teach? That is a
1: very good question. Um, Humans have an innate capacity for empathy. So we do have this built-in capacity for empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, However, people are good at both turning on their empathy but they're also really good at turning off their empathy. Mm -hmm. By that I mean, um, because empathy takes a lot of attention and a lot of cognitive energy, people are really good at, they can be really good at understanding somebody really well, um, really taking the time to understand, like, okay, maybe this family that you're dealing with, say, say the mother is suffering from cancer. You can take the time to try to understand, like, what the children are feeling, what the father is feeling, like what the mother herself is feeling, um, and really get into the mindset to understand their emotions, but it can also be really easy to say, oh, that seems like a lot of time and it's a, seems like a burden on my mental resources. So I'm just not going to take the time to try to understand that family and their perspective. Hmm. Um, There's some good research going on showing that uh, empathy is hard work in the sense of it does take Hmm. a lot of mental energy to do. Um, So uh, there's a sort of popular, famous quote from Joseph Stalin. um, The death of one is a tragedy. The death of a million is a statistic. And that's because it's the idea of it takes so much energy to try to understand if million millions of people die in a war or something that just is a thing that happened versus if your friend dies, mm. you are so close to that person and you're so deeply connected to them that it just it feels differently to you and that's part of one of the ways that empathy can be um, good and bad and mm. A similar thing happens in medical situations where uh, some doctors just find it difficult to really let themselves feel those emotions with each patient so mm. they kind of start to turn turn that, tune that out to avoid the taxation that comes from feeling all the pain the different patients might be feeling. Um, but as far as can it be trained, yes, empathy can be trained. Um, empathy is malleable, it is changeable. Mm. It is not stati- it is not static. Um, it just it does take work though. It does take work to really try to exercise like perspective taking can be really difficult. Mm. So taking the time to understand like somebody might have reacted to something you said in a way that you did not expect, and it can be really easy to say, "Oh well, they were just being dumb. They didn't know what I was saying," but it takes more effort to say oh, did I like, say something that was offensive to them? Mm-hmm. Did I say something that was inappropriate for some reason? That takes more effort. Wow. But, um, learning to do that can be done.
0: Okay, that's a lot. I'll, I'll try to unpack it slowly. But <laughs> before that, um, no, that you're fine. I, I hate to do this with, to you, but can you actually say it in percentage? Like, born or made question? Like, would that... <laughs> I know, I actually... Um don't like this kind of question either, but I I know why people are asking them now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would say, granted, this is a very rough estimate, but at the most, I would say it's like 25% innate, 75% learnable or changeable, because some people are um, more likely to just Mm. take an interest in other people. Um, to want to be, you know, to really understand where other people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and for other people, they have to learn to really get into a mindset like that. Um, so there are, there are innate differences, but for the most part, people can change it with enough effort.
0: Great. All right. Caleb, if you've talked one empathy, train? คือเมื่อกี้ผมก็ถาม percent ขนาดนั้น 25 25-75 นะ 25% ที่มันมากับ 75% ก็คือส่วนๆเมื่อกี้มีโค้ดที่ผมชอบมากเลยนะครับที่ Talk a little bit about that turning off empathy thing then I really I think it's really interesting I was going to ask more about the reading stuff, but let's, let's touch on this question real fast. And then we can go to the reading next. Okay. So okay. I actually had a conversation with, um, medical students last
2: hmm.
0: in last Saturday, and they asked this exact oh. same question about mm-hmm. like, should they turn off their empathy? Cause otherwise it would be very tough on them. Right. So same thing here, right? Everyone, we live in a world with information overload and we can't just empathize with everyone so what is your suggestion on that
1: yeah um my suggestion on that would be empathize to the level that you are capable of um Mm -hmm. but you need to protect yourself as well Mm -hmm. um empathy can be really emotionally draining which can increase burnout things like that particularly during the pandemic empathy has been even more challenging because there are so many different sources of suffering, Mm -hmm. particularly in medical settings, um, that have just made it much more challenging. um, Because for empathy researchers, we actually make a distinction between uh, what would be what's called emotional contagion, Mm -hmm. which emotional contagion is just if somebody has a bad mood around you and you also just get a bad mood yourself, that would be emotional contagion. Mm -hmm. But one of the uh, important components of empathy is also uh, emotion regulation. Mm. So uh, the reason why just catching a bad mood is not empathy is because emotion regulation is not present there or it's not part of that. But emotion regulation is like you're understanding someone else's emotions and ideally you'll be able to respond in a way that is helpful to them. So ideally you'll be able to treat their disease. You'll be able to um, cheer them up. You'll be able to take them out to get ice cream to make them feel better if they're sad about something. Um, so that key piece is there of emotion regulation, in the sense that uh, you can't let yourself be too absorbed into those mm. into other people's emotions, because otherwise it just will fully drain you and take away your resources and your ability to respond effectively to someone else. Um, So I would not consider a response like that to be empathy. It is an emotional response, but it's not empathy in the sense of what I'm thinking of. Mm.
0: So it sounds like the COVID situation, right? So if emotion is like this little COVID virus and we (laughs) have to protect ourselves (laughs) with masks or try to distancing ourselves. Sometimes. (laughs) But stay close enough so that we can still hear from each other. I guess that's the (laughs) emotional regulation piece then. Great. Are... so let me recap ก็ๆ empathy มันเรื่อง Pandemic empathy มันจะต้องมีมี emotional regulation คือการบริหารอารมณ์ Rise and Shine okay, let's go back to our conversation on empathy and reading so i guess my key question here and it's also your dissertation too right if i understand correctly well, by no mean, this is not defense, so <laughs> you don't have to worry if you're responding to it incorrectly. But um, can reading really increase empathy? And if so, how?
1: Yes, it can. Um, reading Fiction reading, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, is capable of changing our empathy. And the reason I, I say fiction reading is because uh non-fiction reading you can think of like reading a chemistry textbook that's not going to affect your emotions other than maybe making you sad or angry that you're having to read a chemistry textbook (laughs) but when you're reading fiction stories the Mm. reason why it is capable of changing our empathy is because fiction often focuses on characters interacting Mm. and characters doing uh You know, you usually have a hero who's doing something positive in the world and you get to see that person interacting with other people. And sometimes that hero does dumb things and people get angry at them. Mm. Um, And we get to go on that ride with them. We get to experience the different emotions of, oh, why did that protagonist who you thought you liked so much do that really stupid thing? You might get upset with them um, just like the other characters in the book do. And then reading, because it helps us experience those emotions and exercises that ability to uh, connect to diverse others. So through reading, we can really connect with people who they might have a different skin tone than you or something like that, Mm. or even a different gender. Um, But you really get to know what's going on inside of their head more. Mm. So that can help you see that, like, if you are a male, oh, female, like women, females are not just like, mindless or whatever like women are also human and have their own thoughts and motivations and desires um things like that so reading can be really useful um in that way through exercising our emotions um but also one of the things that i i kind of i talked about this earlier a little bit but like heart of darkness um it can help us with moral imagination hmm. and moral imagination i mean it can help us see new ways to interact with other people it can teach us lessons about like of course you would never want to enslave somebody because enslaving people is very very bad Hmm. Um, and we through a story I don't have to have experienced being a slave myself to know that that is a very negative impact on other people Hmm. Um, stories help us see and unpack those emotions that we might experience if we we're in a situation like that. But the the benefit of a story is you don't have to do that yourself. Hmm. You can see like, oh yeah, uh, that st- you can be like, okay, this character's response to this makes sense. And it helps me see that I would not want to treat other people that way. I would hmm. not want to do this to somebody else. Um, and then stories just, they are so widely uh there's such a wide array of stories available that Mm -hmm. literally anybody can find a story about almost any topic with characters that they do resonate with, um, characters they don't resonate with, but maybe they come to like. Um, So the wide array of stories available through movies included, uh, movies have a similar effect, Mm -hmm. but the wide array of stuff can, is really one of the ways that uh, reading can enhance empathy.
0: Wow, I think sounds like reading can actually be a really good tool to train empathy, right? Because it sounds like that um, a lot of time, I often struggle with this too, like when we empathize with other people too much. And how is it that we can improve our emotional regulation or improve our perspective taking? But it sounds like from your um, response, seems like you can actually use different kinds of books, especially novel, trying to read it and understand it from different people's perspective and trying to test and kind of s- simulate the situation and trying to experience it right and mm-hmm. then try to regulate regulate your emotion without actually being in that situation so make your i guess empathy muscle stronger in in a way
1: yeah <laughs>
0: perhaps <laughs> okay
1: yeah so,
0: so you you actually say it can improve empathy right so um but not with the non non-fictional reading might be a little bit more difficult
1: yeah um because there so there's actually some uh neuropsych research in this area mm-hmm. and what they did was uh they had people in an fmri machine and mm-hmm. they had them read some people read like a fiction passage like not Harry Potter, but something like that. Like a mm. typical fiction story where there are characters just talking or interacting with each other. Um, and then they also had people read what they called an encyclopedic mm. description of people. So, for instance, if you think about like a Wikipedia page about Thailand or a Wikipedia page about the United States, these people, they were reading about other humans mm. But the type of reading was so different because you're still learning facts mm. whenever it was that encyclopedic type of description. Um, so that was one of the questions was, is it reading about uh, social situations or mm. is it reading about mm. like just humans generally? And what they found was that it was specifically the social situations. Ah. So the characters having emotions and interacting more so than just reading about humans. Because that was still very fact based and mm. it wasn't emotionally gripping, uh, it wasn't trans, it wasn't uh, transporting in the sense of like pulling people into a story. Mm. Um, so it was a there was a very clear distinction between the the social situations and other types of nonfiction reading.
0: Okay, so some of the nonfiction, like I think biography, right? So some of the books type yeah. that might say like Michelle Obama's book might increase your empathy in some way right although
1: yeah that one that one is one that kind of uh blurs the line between the two Mm. because it's non-fiction in the sense of it's her real story but it's still social interactions in the sense that she's telling how she navigated being the president's wife and things like that
0: so if you want to increase your children's empathy then you just find books that contain some story about social situation or non-fiction or fiction, fictional books in general that might help, probably?
1: That Yeah, that can help. Um, mm-hmm. but one of the things that I found was really important was that the story needed to be transporting, mm-hmm. so the story needs to really help draw the reader in. Um, so, for example, some people might read Shakespeare, and they might find that his language is too difficult to understand and they're not going to get drawn into Mm. the story Mm. when they're not drawn into the story it's not going to affect them emotionally Um, they're not going to be connecting with the characters it's not going to be exercising their empathy muscles Mm. um but a story like harry potter that i really enjoyed that was much more gripping for me i emotionally connected with the characters i wanted to know what was happening to them um i wanted to know like what was going to happen next in the book um so that sense of it was able to draw me into the story. That helped exercise my empathy muscles. Um, so just reading anything won't help people, mm-hmm. but when people uh, are able to find stories that they really enjoy reading and that they really find emotionally gripping, that's going to be more likely to exercise their empathy muscles.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. เมื่อกี้ได้คุยกันถึงเรื่องของการอ่านกับเป็นบัตตี้นะครับผมสรุปสั้นๆเลยแล้วกันนะแล้วใครลองไปตามฟังดูอีกทีได้นะครับอ่าก็คือว่าถ้าเป็นฟิกชันนอลอุกนะได้ๆเขาเรียกว่าทําให้เกิดเอมพาธีเกิดขึ้นนะแต่ว่าอันนึงๆไม่ได้เพราะ <laughs> okay, so I think I actually got to almost all of the question Maybe one last question for you, right? So, what are some key takes away for the listener today? And especially, like, we live in the world of, um, you know, crazy information, a lot of things to read online, offline, and a lot of things that we have to empathize with other people. Um, what are some key takeaways? What can people do to, I guess, improve their life in general?
1: uh, That's (laughs) a big question. Just remove the
0: improve their life part and then do the key takeaway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So one of the key takeaways that I found in my dissertation was that um, while reading... Is can be a really useful way to exercise people's empathy muscles. Um, it it is not a quick way to do it. So, for example, you cannot just pick up a book, even like a four or five hundred page book, go read it, and expect to better understand others. Uh, you will, might have a you know a renewed perspective on other people. You might have a better appreciation for differences for people you might encounter on the street. Mm. Um, But it's not going to be like a big change really quickly. Um, Mm. It tends to build over time. And that's really, uh, empathy itself is kind of slow to change. Um, So we know that uh, a lot of the brain maturation and a lot of our social situations those increase in complexity across adolescence, so like the teenage years, mm-hmm. and we get better at empathy because we do get better at understanding more diverse emotions, we get better at regulating our own emotions. Um, so, you know, and when we're talking about changing empathy, we're talking about typically on the scale of like months to years, mm-hmm. not just, you know, days to weeks. Um, you can make small changes in a few days, but for those to really last a long time, that's difficult to do. Um, Again, part of that is because empathy is hard. Empathy is not easy. Um, If empathy were easy, then we would have less inequality in the world. People wouldn't go to war. People wouldn't, we wouldn't have as much racism. Like, if empathy were easy, those things would be much less of a problem than they are now. Mm. But empathy is not easy, and those things are still in the world with us. Um, So we know that we experience that all the time. Um, But I do think that empathy is a really good thing for people to practice. Um, One of the reasons why I like empathy, it's you know, it's positively associated with many pro-social and moral outcomes. Mm. Uh, so if you have empathy for your neighbor, you're more likely to uh, maybe help them take the trash out if you know that they're sick or bring them a cup of sugar or something. <coughs> um, so that's one way that uh, that kind of looks. But um, sorry, I had a, a thought and it just left me.
0: <laughs> All right, let me know when you have it. But um, I'm going to do a quick recap. you about empathy เป็นเรื่องที่สําคัญแล้วก็ไม่ได้เป็นเรื่องง่ายที่ทำเมฆาสิ่งดีๆต่อสังคมได้นะหรือเหมเรื่องเล็กๆน้อยๆที่เรา <laughs> okay so I actually just add a little bit more from your what you' were just saying oh. earlier <laughs> about using books actually as a tool to teach kids right to really develop their empathy yeah. too okay what is your thought
1: yeah my my thought that I was uh that left me is now back mm. um, the other reason why I like empathy so much is because empathy adds emotional impetus to our actions, particularly Mm. our moral actions. Mm. So again, going back to that example of like helping a neighbor whenever they're sick. um, On some level, some people might help their neighbor just because they know they've been taught Mm. cognitively this is the right thing to do. But if you have empathy for your neighbor, you're more likely to feel like, oh, if I was sick, it'd be really cool if somebody was Mm. willing to come and take care of me, Mm -hmm, to do something mm -hmm. nice for me. You understand that there's like going to be gratitude behind what you're doing; that people are going to be grateful for it. It's that gratitude is going to make you feel good about yourself as well. Um, So that empathy—it has an emotional piece to us behaving in moral Mm. um, ways—that I feel like gets lost a lot of time, and that's why people don't always act morally um, because either they're cognitively they're not thinking oh this is a good thing to do, or emotionally, they're like, I don't care, it's not worth my time to do that because they're not thinking about the gratitude that might come to them and make them feel good as well.
0: I love this so much, so I think I'm gonna do a quick recap for everyone here so to hear what you just said earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, Caleb เราอ่ะช่วยเขาเพราะว่าเราคิดว่าเรื่องเนี้ยเช่นถ้าเพื่อนบ้านนะกําลังเดือดร้อนอยู่ๆถ้าฉันมีคนช่วยลุกให้ฉันนั่งบ้างเวลาที่ so, really okay. I think i i i really like that piece about the the cognitive versus the the emotional piece right but also you use cognitive piece in doing empathy as well right so it's kind of like yeah. only cognitive or building like doing the Following the norm or doing cognitive and emotional effective right at the same yeah. time, trying to make a better world with em- your empathy. Ah, uh, okay, sounds good. Uh, I think that's all the time we have today. Is there anything else? One last thing you want to say, or um, before we wrap this up?
1: Um. No. Just I'm really glad that I got to uh, express why I like empathy and how I think mm-hmm. it's a, a good force for the world so yeah and it you.
0: seems like everyone seems to like it and people uh, if you have any feedback well let me know and let us know if um maybe in the future I can invite you back again and maybe we can have <laughs> more English sessions so I really really appreciate it Dr. Caleb Mitchell for you to be on this show and um share your thought and your insight as a for front researcher on this topic so
1: thank
0: you very thank you, much ครับก็วันนี้ก็ประมาณนี้ผม Forward Thinking Community เพื่อให้ขอบคุณที่ติดตามที่ติด Subscribe ตาม Podcast ของท่านและสามารถติดตาม Facebook Group โดย Search Rice and Shine เช้านี้กับจิตวิทยาเชิงบวกนี้ออกไปทำชีวิตให้น่าใช้ออกไปตามหา What makes your life worth living กันนะครับ